we get a chance to sit down with Martin Buckley and get an in-depth overview of Zenworks configuration management, and we've got a surprise announcement for you next on Novell Open Audio. Welcome to Novell Open Audio, the podcast that connects the Novell user community with what's going on and inside the Novell universe. I'm your host, Aaron Quill. And I'm Randy Goddard. Randy, today we're going to sit down with Martin and we're actually going to hear all about new ZCM, Zenworks Configuration Management. But before that, we got a bit of news. Oh? Yeah. Uh, if you remember, geez, probably a couple weeks ago, you did an interview about a new endpoint security product that we came out with. The Senforce guy. Yeah. Well, we wound up acquiring them. So uh-huh. we got a chance just a couple days ago to sit down and talk to one of their guys and just kind of give us an overview as far as what we purchased, what kind of products they've got and everything. Great. So uh, let's go ahead and take a listen to the interview. Today, Randy and I have in the studio Nolan Rosen. Nolan, you actually were with uh, Senforce, a company we just recently acquired, weren't you? Yeah, that is correct. I was with the company for almost two and a half years. I was the previous vice president of sales services and business development, so kind of all the customer-facing parts of the business I managed. Okay. And we recently, we being Novell, acquired you guys. What exactly did we acquire? That's a great question. Um, The key, obviously, as you look out into the market today, there's a lot of innovation taking place on endpoint devices, um, obviously operating systems, applications, etc. But with those laptops, desktops, and tablet PCs, obviously there's a lot of threat and risk, and you hear about it every single day. You know, someone's hacked into something, someone's lost a laptop, there's some sort of threat associated with that. So what we do is effectively Samforce provides software that allows IT administrators to create policies, distribute those policies down to these laptops, desktops, and tablet PCs and enforce those security policies. And that could be anything ranging from firewall to wireless um, to USB control, you know, doing almost the full 360 approach of enforcing security policies on those endpoint devices. So when you think of that with the current you know, world-class um, portfolio that Novell brings to the table and kind of blending what I would say is solid endpoint management with endpoint security, what you have is, I think, a, a very interesting and compelling uh, value proposition for both Sandforce as well as uh, Novell customers. Now, Randy, you recently actually had Sandforce and Martin Buckley in the studio when we brought out the Zenworks Endpoint Security product, right? Correct. We interviewed Tim Cranny, chief architect or mad scientist there at uh, Sandforce, uh, a couple of months ago, and that podcast will be available linked from this site as well. Okay, we'll put a link to that because in that they go into great detail about exactly what the product does. But you mentioned, you said policy-based security. Can you just get a little more granular on that? You mentioned USB devices, so I can limit what USB devices workstations can mount? Yeah, if you think about it, trying to create a simple view of it is if you think of three logical groupings of how you need to think about an endpoint device in terms of how you secure it or manage it is there's policies associated with data, so what kind of data, what kind of business processes, et cetera, that reside on the endpoint. The second one I like to think of it is the device itself, which could be either the soft aspect or the hard aspect of that 
that, which is managing applications, managing ports, managing USB. So the physical as well as the soft aspect of that device it, itself. And then the third aspect of it is the connectivity, right, which is the access into what has become, you know, kind of ubiquitous access points all around, you know, the globe. And so when you think of that, we allow you to create policies associated with any aspect of those three groupings. So how you secure data, how you secure the device, and how you secure connectivity of the device. And so an IT administrator can come in, take uh, you know a single management console, create a policy, and then using eDirectory as an example, or any LDAP compliant directory, is then push out that policy. And there's a significant amount of uh, detail associated with you know, how that is secured and how those policies are distributed. It truly is designed as a security product. But then that policy uses the eDirectory infrastructure and then pushes out the policy, and that policy gets enforced on that device, and then obviously in combination with the group or the person itself. So uh, something else that's unique that's worth mentioning is that uh, we have you know, patent-pending location-aware technology. So as that device kind of moves in and out of different uh, threat vectors or threat contexts, it can adjust the policy. So, for example, if you're at home or in the office or Starbucks or wherever you find yourself kind of you know, in the hotel, uh, it'll adjust that policy dynamically. And getting back to your question, as, as an example with USB, we could have that you're allowed to use USB or specific USB devices devices or profile kind of devices that we, we want you to use in the office, but you know, at home or in a Starbucks or unknown location, you know, shut off all USB access as one example. Now, that's cool, but how do you do this whole location-based stuff? Is it predefined locations that you've created? Is it based on IP addresses? How does it figure out where you are? Again, a great question. It does not use yet in GPS technology. What it does is use networks parameters, and that can be anything okay. ranging from SSIDs to IP DNS, etc. cetera. Uh, there's probably about 20 different attributes that you can set, and it has a whole lot of you know smart, intelligent technology that allows it to uh, you know, adjust based on on priority settings, uh, these different attributes that then will you know, try and identify itself. So, for example, it could be, let's just take two examples. One is the office location where the IT administrator knows what the infrastructure looks like and therefore can configure a office location, which could be a boardroom SSID, it could be a floor location, it could be a specific IP location. But once that person leaves the office and goes home, you don't have control of that home infrastructure, but you would know that you know, if it is wireless connectivity, I don't know what that wireless infrastructure looks like, but I need to enforce a certain wireless encryption key like you know, WEP as an example, and, and our solution will be able to do that for you. Oh, so I'd be able to say that, uh, you know, before they can get through the firewall, through, you know, even through a VPN connection, I want to make sure that at least the, their wireless connection from their laptop to their wireless router is Web2 or whatever, right? And it won't even allow you to see, you'd have zero visibility into any of you know the SSIDs that didn't have that uh, encryption requirement. So you wouldn't even see them, and I could force you to connect to a specific one. So it is extremely granular in allowing you know, those policies to be enforced. Oh, that sounds cool. Now, I should mention we also do have Richard Whitehead here in the studio with us. And Richard, you're the director of marketing for the SRM division, correct? That's right. So, Richard, my first question for you, why did we acquire them? Well, you know, for great people like Nolan, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the things that Nolan's been talking about are great synergies with the Zenworks product line. Those of us that have worked on Zenworks for a number of years have grown up with the same type of policy-based management and ability to deliver the right resources to the right person at the right time. And so having those synergies between what Zenworks does 
what the SunForce products are able to do, we feel like this is a perfect match. Yeah, well, I could say when Nolan was explaining what the product does, to me, it was really just, well, this is just the logical stuff that, you know, we always kind of expect. You know, we expect to be able to set policy on what you can and cannot do. And it just sounds like it's neat that it just kind of allows us to take that all the way down to to the desktop or to the endpoint. The next logical extension of Zenwork. Yeah, absolutely. I think you spot on it. Just it kind of it just it's glaringly obvious if you've kind of had a management solution, you've had a security solution. So many customers are saying ultimately both are about control. And one, if you'd like to simplify it, is one in terms of a configuration management is set the thresholds, and if it goes outside the thresholds, alert me. The security solution, on the other hand, is set those thresholds and enforce the thresholds. So the two work extremely well together in, in providing a holistic you know, solution. How does this acquisition, first of all, it seems pretty exciting to me. One, is it exciting to you? And two, how does it affect your business direction view? What sort of changes can we expect along the lines of the Zenforce uh, product line? What sort of changes and effects can we see within the Zenworks product line here at Novell? It's a great question. Personally, for me, I'm really excited about it, and I don't say that lightly or because I've been fed a marketing line, is that ultimately within a professional context, I truly believe that any good software company has to be customer-centric and, and obviously have clear line of sight from the customer back into the engineering organization. And so when I look at what customers are asking for, which is what we touched on, which is this ability to effectively uh, manage you know, their endpoint devices at the same time, blend that with a, a world-class uh, security solution. I think when you bring that together in terms of what customers are asking for, this absolutely makes sense. And obviously for someone that's customer-facing, there's nothing better than going back to customer being able to deliver what they've asked for. So for me... Personally, I'm just great. It's great to be with Novell. It's a great company. has a wonderful pedigree. But obviously, more importantly, from a customer-centric perspective, this, this absolutely 110% makes sense. So kind of two parts to the second part of your question is, one, first and foremost, I would say I think the key message for this podcast is really business as usual for our customers. And so nothing changes. The same people that you've worked with for the last couple of years are the same people that are going into Novell and the entire team's moving across. So, you know, people like Todd, Jared, and Dave, and all these people that you as a customer would know are individuals that will be inside Novell. So, and at the same time, you know, I've worked with many of uh, our customers and partners, and, you know, they can call me up anytime and, you know, be able to help them, you know, navigate any hurdles they might have. Second part of that is things will also change. So as much as it's business as usual, things I'm hoping um, will, will quickly change in terms of being able to provide more resources, you know, further innovation, integration of these uh, solutions at a higher level. So all of those positive things that I think customers would be expecting as well as partners, um, you know, I've had some visibility and, you know, Richard can comment on that, but, you know, we, we definitely have a very rich and aggressive uh, roadmap in terms of providing, I think, you know, probably the most uh, comprehensive suite for endpoint security management and solution in the market. And that really probably brings up the biggest thing for existing uh, endpoint security customers, which is before they just had... The this cool product that allows them to secure the endpoint, but now they're soon going to have access to things like patch management, application management, device management, all the stuff that Zenworks normally does That's and exactly has been doing right. forever. Yeah, in fact, um, it's extremely good timing as well because we're about to release a brand new version of Zenworks, Zenworks Configuration Management, and these new solutions will be integrated, they'll be part of that solution. 
and customers will be able to take advantage of that immediately. You're going to have that stuff integrated that quick? Well, from a standpoint of their architecture is is also web services based. It's the console, uh, the way their agent works is very synergistic with our products. And if I could add on to that, I think one of the key elements is is obviously Nobel's core message around identity, or should I say one of the core messages around identity is this concept of truly that the person is the center of the business process by which business processes, device, information, etc., all kind of flow around that. I think in in that sense, we are completely directory-based, and so the way that we enforce policies, whether it be machine-based or whether it be people-based, or etc., is fundamentally tied to the directory or the identity. Right. So when I talk about integration, those are exactly the points that the majority of our customers are really looking for, is that ability to leverage the directory, to leverage the infrastructure that they have, and be able to take advantage of, like you say, the Zenworks product line in conjunction with the endpoint security products. Okay. Richard, I do have a question for you for existing customers that did purchase Zenforce endpoint security. Now, is all that technology just going to be blended into ZCM, or is it going to still be a standalone application under the Zenworks name that I'm still going to be able to buy and still going to be able to, you know, have a support contract on and everything? I'm not going to be forced to buy this much bigger umbrella if I don't want it, correct? That's correct. The product will still maintain its uh, standalone, so you can purchase it that way. You can purchase upgrade protection or maintenance uh, just like you probably do today. Customers that want just the endpoint security solution can purchase it that way. With the Zenworks configuration management product that we're coming out with, we'll also have an enterprise edition as well as an advanced edition that will have those capabilities built into the packaging. And so what customers will be able to experience is the complete or total solution uh, with configuration management, endpoint security, asset management, the things that you mentioned earlier. Cool. I think that is an important point for our customers listening to this podcast is, you know, again, the key message being business as usual. So any maintenance or any agreements or contracts in place, you know, obviously get grandfathered in and, you know, we'll continue to honor those uh, as Nobel. Which brings up another point to answer, you know, previous question is the exciting news from my part is I'll be coming into Nobel as, you know, the vice president of global sales for the SRM group. And for those that don't know, that's one of Nobel's four business groups focused on on system resource management, which is really the management and security aspect of the business. So you know, I'll be part of the team, and I'll be ensuring that you know, we, we maintain that continuation of uh, those commitments we've made to customers moving forward. All right, guys, thanks a lot for swinging by the studio and updating us. Thank you so thanks. much. Appreciate you affording us the opportunity. Hey, that's good news for us at Novell as well as for our customers, expanding our suite of uh, tools for ZCM. Yeah, the other cool thing is to handle the endpoint security now, instead of having to rely on a third party that we had partnered with, we now actually own the code, we control its destiny, where we want it to go. Of course, it's going to be Novell branded, and we'll be able to completely integrate it into the full ZCM series. We've really acquired some great engineers and a good uh, bit of product there to to extend our suite. And talking about the suite, we actually have an interview now that we're going to roll that's sitting down with Martin and really going over ZCM, which just recently shipped. And he tells us all about it, and uh, let's hear it. Today, Aaron and I have in the studio Martin Buckley. 
resident evil Zen scientist and director of product management for Zen. Hey, Martin. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, we're just getting ready to uh, finally release ZenWorks Configuration Management to everybody out there. ZCM. So that's what we're here to talk about today. What is ZCM? I, I have no clue. What a good question. What is ZCM? So ZenWorks Configuration Management is a new addition to the ZenWorks family. It really does several things, but let me try and give you, wow, the real quick summary of where we are. We've announced and released ZenWorks Configuration Management to the marketplace, and that comes in three different editions. So different customers may want to get different things, and for existing customers, they're entitled to different things as well. But let me try and give you a quick summary of what goes where. We have ZenWorks Configuration Management Standard Edition, which is really the Windows desktop and server lifecycle management tool, managing software distribution, policy management, all of the things you want to do on a Windows machine during its lifecycle. We have Advanced Edition, which adds in some of the endpoint security, which we talked about on an earlier Novell Open Audio, specifically the Wi-Fi or the wireless connections and the USB management. That's in the, uh, the Advanced Edition. And we also include the patch management licenses with the Advanced Edition as well. The third edition is called Enterprise Edition. And as you can imagine, this is where we start bringing together all of the parts of the ZenWorks portfolio into one single product. So the Enterprise Edition is... Configuration management, managing your Windows desktops and servers. It is ZenWorks asset management, looking after all of the inventory, the contract management, and all the other lifecycle pieces about the, you know, not just the hardware and the software, but the licenses and the vendor relationships and the usage and everything else. It includes the patch management, again, as we discussed earlier. It also includes handheld management. It includes ZenWorks Linux management for managing your Linux desktops and servers. And finally, we include the full version of ZenWorks Endpoint Security Management, which is managing not just the Wi-Fi and the USB management, but also application blacklisting and uh, really locking down those machines so they're pretty secure. Now, are all three of those versions available today? They're available today. I understand the differences between the bundled products with each edition. Is there some sort of unified management console, though, that will be rolled into each one of these, or is it only going to be available in the Enterprise Edition? So what we have, and this is our stated direction, is all ZenWorks products are moving to one architecture, one client agent, whether it's on Windows or Linux, and also one common management console. That's the direction we're going in. Right now, we have ZenWorks Configuration Management, ZenWorks Asset Management, and ZenWorks Patch Management all integrated into that architecture with a single console. So you can take ZenWorks Configuration Management and you can use one point of management, one management console, the ZenWorks Control Center, to push out all of your updates, your patches, your policies, your inventory, everything across your enterprise from one point. The other pieces, handheld management, Linux management, and the uh, endpoint security management, today are in a separate architecture and with a separate console. So ZenWorks Linux management also uses ZenWorks Control Center, but we'll move all of those into the same console, the same database, and the same architecture next year. Great. So by today... Get control of your enterprise, get control of your desktop machines that are in your environment, whether they're running Windows or whether they're running SLED, you know, the SUSE Linux Enterprise Desktop. We'll do that for you with the Enterprise Edition. Next year, we start bringing those into one management point and building on the success we're having with ZenWorks Configuration Management. Now, you've mentioned a couple of times the term architecture, and it sounds 
by the way that you've stated it, there may be an architecture change there. What can you tell us about that? Good point. We've actually made some architectural changes underneath Zenworks Configuration Management to really make the deployment easier, make integration easier, and also to make the management of your machines less like fighting the firewall and the security guys and more seamless. So we actually moved from a server-centric architecture and using e-directory for everything to actually now abstracting ourselves or removing one step away from the directory. Now, I must be really clear here, but we did an open audio, I think, Aaron, about nine months ago, talking about the early architectural releases of this product. And I got a few emails and a few bits of stick about we're moving away from e-directory. Let me be really clear. We are absolutely supporting e-directory and identity manager as the gold standard for identity management. Absolutely categorically state that. But in this new architecture, I can hook in to the architecture designed to hook into any LDAP directory. We'll support out of the box e-directory or active directory. Long term, we can widen that as customers see fit. So like you said, any LDAP service, you could even have that running, I assume, on a SLES box or some other sort of Linux-based uh, server platform? Sure. Zenworks has always been cross-platform. We've run on NetWare, Windows, and obviously we added Linux to that mix uh, a couple of releases ago. Zenworks Configuration Management, I don't care where your directory runs, and Zenworks itself, Zenworks Configuration Management, will also run on SLES 10 or Open Enterprise Server version 2 or Windows. Great. So let me make sure that I'm just real clear on this. What we used to do is, as a requirement before you could deploy Zenworks, we said you had to have e-directory up and running. You had to make sure, you know, replication was set up properly and everything. And then all of our objects that we created for Zenworks were actually created in e-directory, correct? That's the old Zenworks. Yeah. And now what we've done is we've really moved those objects into a separate data store that's dedicated just to Zenworks. And then we're saying we can still use and leverage all that information that's in the directory, all of your users, all of your groups, whether they're in e-directory, active directory, or any other LDAP directory, right? Pretty much. I've spent the last nine months talking to customers, analysts, press people, lots of people in the last nine months about this exact architecture change, and it's been universally positive. You okay. know, and generally what I do is I'm talking to guys in the room, you know, a CIO team or an architecture team, I split the room into two. So I'm going to do this with you now. Aaron, you're going to be the Microsoft guy because I know you're a Linux fanboy. And um, Randy, I'm going to make you the Novell guy. Okay? All right. Netware? Uh, you can be Netware the directory without any problems at all. Netware. Where we store the user information, you know, the information about your containers, the security, your users and groups, the things that really make Zenworks Zenworks about the targeting down to the, uh, the user themselves. For eDirectory, we'll just point to an eDirectory server. We use LDAP, secure LDAP, and we can basically just consume all of that information. So if you're running NetWare today or Open Enterprise Server, or if you're running eDirector on any platform you choose. Solaris. Solaris, Linux, I don't really care. As long as it's stable, running well, and I can consume that information via LDAP, I'm happy. And hopefully your directory guys are happy as well because they don't need to go and patch servers and move things around and everything else. Microsoft guy. That's me. Active directory... We'll just talk to your global catalog, and hopefully it works. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm being flippant. We're doing a lot of testing in both environments and mixed environments, as you'd expect. Active Directory, we use the global catalog because generally that needs to be up for login to work. We'll actually consume LDAP from there, and it generally works very, very well. You know, not as good as eDirectory, but hey, it's more than good enough. Okay. So we've got a, a separate database then that's actually storing all of those actual application objects. and yep. uh, So we store all of the 
information about your infrastructure, your objects, your applications, your policies, all of your inventory information, everything in a database now. And what kind of database? So we include Sybase. Sybase iAnywhere is our embedded database. It runs on Linux, you'll be glad to know. It runs on Windows, and there's no licensing implication. You can run this without spending any more money with anybody. Scales phenomenally well. I'm pretty confident that the Sybase that we include scales beyond Microsoft SQL Server. Oh, excellent. So if you've got 100 machines, you can use it. If you've got 100,000 machines, I'm also very, very happy. How about replication of the information in the database just for, you know, backup purposes and to make sure that if that one server that's running the database crashes? So what we're seeing is run your database on a good server with resilience and the normal sort of things you'd have on sure. a data center. Sure, RAID 5, all that stuff. Yeah, um, we don't see that replication of the database is a critical issue because we'll actually recommend backup and checkpoint and then restoring that database from backup as being more than functional for, for the vast majority of customers. Put it this way, if you're a line of business application, you need hot failover, you need sure. disaster recovery and all this other stuff in place. You know, if you can't push out a hot fix for two hours, is it critical? Probably not. So we do support Sybase, as I said, as our embedded database. Again, very scalable, you know, very robust and able to do the job. We also support Microsoft SQL Server, you know, which some customers may be running. Sure. Now, you mentioned you received a bit of, how did you say it? A bit of stick. Yes. And, and what exactly is a bit of stick? It's an English term for some gentle commentary about uh, things I said before. <laughs> very well. So can we talk a little bit more about the new architecture? We covered uh, that we're storing everything in a database now, and then we really have kind of connectors or some sort of connection over to customers' existing user stores or wherever they're keeping users. Yep. What else is different about uh, the architecture? We moved everything to a web services architecture, Okay, which may not sound like much, but it gives us a couple of benefits. First of all, integration. Everything on Zenworks now talks SOAP. It talks web services over HTTPS. Oh, very cool. So... We are working with partners, and we're working with integration partners to glue other things into Zenworks. Now, a good example of this is the patch management component that's integrated with Zenworks Configuration Management. We actually worked with our patch development partner, Patchlink, who you probably know well, and they're using our web services interfaces to integrate the patch modules into Zenworks. So we've got a live consumer of this already. Another example is ENGL, who are a UK software company who extend the Zenworks imaging and OS deployment capabilities. And they're also using the web services libraries to extend our imaging to do one-click uh, rebuilds and unattended installs of operating systems and building that entire Windows lifecycle for the deployment phase in with our imaging and our software distribution. So we see that using web services makes integration from third parties a lot easier. It means we can actually get down the road to an SDK or a developer kit a lot quicker. And it also means we've exposed all of Zenworks via a command line as well. So if you're a command line script guy, yep. which Aaron, I'll change you from being a Microsoft guy to a Linux fanboy again, you can drive Zenworks entirely from a script. Oh, that's awesome. So rather than clicking in the Zenworks control center, the web-based management console, you can be sitting there on your SLES server and have your 2,000-line Python script drive Zenworks. Sure. That's pretty cool. The other advantage is really mobility. I'm looking around the room here, and everybody's got a laptop open, and, uh, you know, that's the general uh, case. You know, most people are using laptops. Most people are mobile. Most people are not working on a tethered workstation in the office anymore. So by moving to a web services architecture, 
first of all, all of our traffic is HTTP and HTTPS. Okay, so which it's is very firewall-friendly. Firewall-friendly, it's mobility-aware, it does things you'd expect to do, it works for a proxy. But also, we've changed how Zenwork communicates back to the center and actually made it a lot more bandwidth-efficient as well. So if you remember back to the old days of the Novell application launcher, showing your icons on the desktop, we've actually done some really radical changes under the hood. So rather than saying, I'm workstation Windows XP with Martin using it, and then do some you know, Novell directory calls to work out what I get, we do a web services call and get the information down to my workstation and it's really a round trip of one or two packets to get that data back, rather than hundreds of packets in many other cases. So you're saying we identify ourselves differently with ZCM than we would in the past, for example, with now. Or is the identification still the same, meaning I'm Windows XP as my desktop name, and it's Martin that's on it, or it's Randy that's logged in. Do we still do that very same piece? So that's, that piece is identical. So we are tying together the location of the workstation, the okay. workstation itself, and the capabilities of the user. It's the how things get moved across the wire that's okay. very different. Okay. The end result's the same. Randy the... I'm going to call him a marketing guy, is that okay? okay? Randy the marketing guy gets loads of icons on the desk. Okay, Randy the technical guy gets all his icons for his development environment, his test environment, on his desktop. That's the end result, you see that. But for the firewall guys and the infrastructure guys, rather than seeing lots of Novell data going across the network, they're seeing web services data. So HTTPS and HTTP data between your workstation through the firewall to the Zenworks. No NCP. No NCP, nothing that's encapsulated, nothing that's half there. It's pure supported SOAP. Right on. That's nice. And since we're talking about bandwidth, is there a way to trickle down information to an end workstation if they're on some sort of slow connection? Sure. So just as we've done in previous versions of Zenworks, we have checkpoint restart, bandwidth throttling, the ability to push applications out of hours, all that type of thing. One other new thing in Zenworks configuration management, imagine you're working, Aaron, in Park City, Utah. Okay. Oh, imagine that. It sounds nice, doesn't it? You know, it's a small branch office you have. You've got five or six guys working up there. Maybe you have a server on site. Maybe you don't. You can create what we call a content distribution point and push your applications and your policies out to that distribution point and then deliver them from there out to your workstations. Is a distribution point a dedicated server or is it just a side process that's running on a server? It could be a dedicated server for a large site. It could be a side process on your existing file and print boxes. Okay. Or it could be somebody's workstation that you know is in 9 till 5 and just runs. Oh, now are they running additional services to kind of broadcast that? Or are we literally just using them as like a Samba mount point or something like that? So we actually were very concerned about security. Sure. And very concerned about, you know, how things work in a Microsoft environment for connections and security and all the other things about Samba. So what we do is we actually run a content distribution point as part of the pluggable Zenworks agent. So the Zenworks adaptive agent is running on the managed machine, and one of those new components of the agent is a content distribution point. So we cache the data down to the machine, Windows XP, Windows 2000, even Vista or your server operating system, and then we use the same mechanisms, the web services from your client machine to contact that server or workstation and get the content back down to it. So there's no need to create shares. There's no need to install Samba. There's no need to do anything apart from say, this is where the content lives. And it 
gets delivered. Wow, it sounds like we've learned something from our Novell branch office product, NBO, as well as from the Novell Linux point of service product, NL Pause, to kind of roll best of breed into this. Yeah, we've spent a long time working with development of this product. You know, we've been working, you know, with customers and with obviously other Novell teams on what works and what doesn't, and we think we've got a good mix here. Great. One of the other things that's really quite important for many customers is we don't want to deliver unencrypted data or you know, the full ISO of Office across the network to a machine that's outside the firewall. That's a licensing risk, maybe. Sure. So all of the content, my policies, my um, applications, are actually encrypted end-to-end down to your machine. So even if your machine is taken home and stolen, perhaps, you can't steal proprietary software. So on that machine, if you've got the install source for Microsoft Office, it doesn't work unless you're in the network or on a trusted managed device. So that helps with the license compliance of many organizations as well. Cool. So we talked about communication from the workstation to the server. We talked about uh, server to branch locations at your content distribution points. How about just straight server to server? Where Same got- mechanisms. Okay. So encryption, compression, checkpoint restart, and the ability to bandwidth throttling. And again, all set by policy from the sender. Okay, so I can do bandwidth throttling server to server. Yes. Oh, very cool. So all of these things, Aaron, as you'd expect, are are built into the product. So Randy's server out, uh, rather than in Park City and Cedar Hills, Randy's server gets 56K, while your server up in Park City gets 5 megabits. Yeah, awesome. Right on. Now, I've actually seen a couple demos of the new product, and the one thing that's really blown me away is the installation time. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact, it's funny. When we've showed it to customers, they really haven't believed us. Can you just kind of give us an overview of what installation is like now? Let me give you an example of the old world first. So you mentioned earlier in Zenworks 7, you had to pre-configure e-directory, get your stuff in place there. And if you're integrating with another directory service like Active Directory, you had to install Identity Manager and all the drivers and very powerful, but took maybe half a day. We've took the install time down to about 15 minutes. Okay. So you take wow. the Zenworks Configuration Management DVD, put it into a pre-built server, SLES 10 or Windows 2003, and you can do a command line install for the Linux side, or you can do a GUI install on Windows and answer four or five questions and it installs. That's awesome. So give me the name of your management zone, the name of your management infrastructure, an administrator password, and maybe enter the license keys, and if you want to integrate with your PKI infrastructure to get certificates down, it installs. Copies the files down, creates the object store, creates everything that's ready to go, and you're done. 15 minutes. Cool. Now, one of the things I am doing, Aaron, and you may want to uh, put some links on with the uh, posting of this open audio uh, presentation, on Novell Cool Blogs, I will be actually posting the videos of that install and other features, hopefully about now. Oh, cool. So by the time this uh, open audio goes live, we should be uh, seeing those videos live as well. Excellent. We'll definitely make sure we get links to those. That'd be great. So, Martin, who's the target customer for this? Are all existing Zenworks customers, should they be upgrading to this immediately? Or is this specifically for new customers? To be blunt, Aaron, if you've got management problems, in other words, you need to, not, not management problems, but problems with managing machines, you need to look start looking at Zenworks configuration management. In reality, we've got really two or three types of customers. The first one is a new customer, somebody who hasn't been managing their machines or has old tools that don't really manage newer operating systems. Zenworks configuration management is ideally targeted at them. 
It's quick to get deployed. It runs on Windows or Linux, gives you that choice about where you run things. It can be very cost-effective, which is obviously important for most organizations. And, you know, if you're a small business or a small enterprise, you know, with maybe 50, 200, 500 users, you can get this thing running in a few hours. Okay. So you can work with a Novell partner and have this running very, very quickly, which is a real benefit. You know, we see so many projects that take days, months, years to get deployed. This is a very, very rapid turnaround product. So the first target customer is really new customers who are really trying to get a grip on managing their infrastructure. And for the first time, it really doesn't matter whether they've got e-directory deployed or not. I don't, I don't need e-directory. Right. The second type of customer we're looking at is obviously the existing Novell customer. People who are using Zenworks, but maybe they don't have the, the full Zenworks deployed or they're looking for something a bit more from Zenworks. You know, we've got a new product for them. It's web-based management. It's firewall-friendly. It manages Windows Vista. It's new and sexy-looking and all those good things. You know, for those customers, again, Zenworks configuration management is a good fit. It runs on SLES 10. It runs on Open Enterprise Server version 2. Or if you have a bit of Windows in your data center, it will run on those Windows servers. So we really don't mind where this runs in your infrastructure. And then the third customer is really a, a slightly different story about the Novell customer. We see that many large organizations have bought Zenworks from wall to wall. You know, 50,000 users, they've bought 50,000 Zenworks licenses, but it's deployed in maybe 35 or 40,000 seats. Or maybe at the smaller end, you've bought it for three or four departments and three or four departments are deployed, but you've got new pieces of the business that have been acquired or parts of the business that weren't the right fit for Zenworks before. So now with Zenworks Configuration Management, because this is a lightweight integration with the directory, you can bring up a single server in a work group or in a department and start doing management of their machines without requiring all of that e-directory, you know, overarching uh, infrastructure to go across everywhere. So three target customers, new ones, which are always good for us, you know, and we, uh, we like those customers, existing customers who are, you know, really looking at getting something new out of Zenworks, and then obviously people who have deployed Zenworks but want something slightly more agile to go into to manage areas they haven't been touching before. Okay, if I've got uh, Zenworks currently deployed in my environment, and I've got all those application objects and everything that are already defined in eDirectory, do we have a way of sucking that information out and moving it into this new database, or how does that work? Yeah, so when I did the previous open audio talking about the, the preview of uh, Zenworks configuration management, we talked about the migration tool that we were building. Right. Now we have that shipping. Our migration tool will migrate your Zenworks 7, Zenworks 6.5, Zenworks 6, even back to Zenworks for desktops 401. Oh, wow. Over to the new system. So we migrate all of your snapshot applications. So Aaron's nodding here. We all remember snapshot, yep. taking the configuration settings and all the files from your applications that want to be deployed. We take all of those and we convert them into MSI packages. And oh, we cool. put them into the new Zenworks system. Oh, very cool. So that's done automatically. We also take your policies. We also take all of your configuration about your e-directory infrastructure and the associations, we bring all of that across into the directory. Even images, we bring those across into the new uh, Zenworks configuration. Oh, cool. Awesome. So you can really do, we wouldn't recommend this, in a simple environment, you could do drag, drop, migrate, and you'd be done. Okay. Now, is there anything missing in ZCM that a customer who has Zenworks 7 fully deployed now, is there anything they're going to notice that's missing or limited in this version? So there really are two areas that we are not moving forward on. And I'll be, you know, I mean, I know the audience for Novell Open Audio. They don't want to have a marketing spin. There are two things missing. The first one is netware support. Okay. We don't support netware as an infrastructure platform anymore. 
We're supporting Open Enterprise Server version 2. We're supporting SLES 10 and the other one, Windows. Okay. <laughs> so for network customers, we continue to support Zenworks 7. Okay. Zenworks 7 will be supported as long as NetWare has a, you know, its life cycle in, inside the support organization. So we are 100% committed to keeping Zenworks 7 supported on the NetWare platform. Okay. That being said, you know, as customers move from NetWare to Open Enterprise Server, they can come across and, you know, have Zenworks in place. But we believe with a combination of running on OES and SLES 10 and the migration tools, we're, we're seeing a lot of mitigation of that working well for our customers. Okay. The second piece that's uh, not moving forward is really the old ManageWise or Zenworks Server Management, Management and Monitoring Services. So for those listeners with uh, particularly long memories, ManageWise was our original discovery and SNMP monitoring tool from, wow, early 90s. Yeah. We transferred this to Zenworks Server Management in 2001. And that technology is really going to be only in Zenworks 7 and not moving forward. We have a couple of ideas about moving forward on that with our customers, but that's the subject for another Novell Open Audio. So, Martin, what about scalability and what sort of environment would you see this deployed? There's a few things we want to talk about here. You know, this is pretty fundamental stuff about scale and suitability for different types of customers. And I've been asked about this a lot in the last uh, six to nine months. Where we are right now with Zenworks configuration management is we have a very scalable, enterprise-ready product with a few distinct caveats about how we want this deployed. Okay, I want to make sure that every customer who takes this gets a good experience. So let me give you some examples of definite wins and green lights for when you want to deploy Zenworks configuration management. So for customers with um, a small business environment, you know, several hundred users, up to a thousand users, no questions at all. It'll run perfectly. One Zenworks configuration management server, maybe using the embedded database, run it in your data center, it just works. Cool. It's getting larger than that when we start looking at the smaller enterprise customers and when we start looking at larger environments, really we start looking at, like any other design implementation, how many users do you have or how many devices do you have? Where are they? So you may have an example like Novell where we have several large campus sites linked with reasonably good bandwidth and then a huge pile of salespeople who are remote on the road. Okay. So if I, if I take that example where I've got two or three campus locations... So in the Vell's case, we've got Waltham up in Massachusetts, Provo, Utah, where we're sitting today, and then obviously Bangalore in India, and then Nuremberg in Germany. They're our core development sites. And then obviously lots of salespeople and people working from remote locations. Again, Zenworks configuration management would be a good fit for that environment. Generally, what we'd recommend in that scenario would be a Zenworks configuration management zone per campus location. So all of my Provo machines are managed by my Provo technicians. My Waltham machines are managed by my Waltham technicians and so on and so forth. And then all of my remote users, we plug them into a Zenworks configuration management server or a set of servers running in my data center facing the internet. And they're managed by the line one, you know, the tier one help desk and receive the calls and they get fixed accordingly. Okay. Another good scenario. Okay, so hang on for just a second. You brought up a term that we haven't really talked about before and that's zones. Okay. So what is a zone? So a zone is a logical grouping of machines that are managed in the same type of manner. So I, I hate to use it like this. Think of it like an NT domain. Okay. So it's a grouping of like machines that are either geographically similar 
or are in a similar type of role. So the example I gave about Novell earlier, you may create a management zone, which is all sales machines, and I'd create a management zone, which is internet-facing, and I'd put all of my machines that are out on the net into that management zone. It's a logical grouping of machines for management. Okay. Do we have communication that goes on in between those zones? So today in Zenworks Configuration Management version 10, which is announced and shipping right now, we do not. There's really no visibility or any glue between the zones. Okay. Next year, we're going to have a lot of integration between these zones, both in terms of peer-to-peer relationships and also a zone hierarchy. So you can create a high-level zone, which actually allows management permissions and applications and policies to flow down between those zones. Okay. So think of that as really management federation, both in terms of peer-to-peer and also in terms of a hierarchy. Okay, so I just want to make sure that I'm really clear on this. So, again, in your scenario where we have a zone here in Provo and then we have another zone over in Nuremberg, when I go to define an application or define a policy, my guys who work in Provo would define the one in Provo for the Provo machines, and the guys over in Nuremberg would define a policy that handled their machines or on object that represents an application over there, correct? Yeah, and that's a good way of representing it. You know, it is geographically based management and to be honest that's what most customers are doing today because of yeah. all of the different the differences you know uk is different from germany is different from the us and different languages different keyboards different applications they like to use the other thing is remember i talked about the scripted interface yeah you can build once in your build environment export the application and import it into multiple zones using the scripting interface oh cool awesome so, so it's sort of a build once and then import in other places exactly so you know We'd recommend customers go through that multiple layers of build and test and release. We recommend they do that as a best practice. You know, move things between zones using a script. That's pretty easy. Yes. So I can have a base that I created here in Provo and then start with that base over in Germany and then they could do whatever tweaks they need for their system. Exactly. And that's pragmatic. But next year we'll glue those together so you have one point of management if you see fit. Oh, cool. Now, comparing and contrasting this then to Zen 7, let's address scalability there. So Zen 7 was phenomenally scalable. You know, we relied on eDirectory as our backbone for scale. And as long as you had eDirectory everywhere, you were millions of users if you wished. We relied on eDirectory replication and all these other things. Next year, with the, the next iteration of Zenworks Configuration Management, we'll be at the same place. So let me give you the caveat. If you're a customer with a central office with you know a lot of users there and then many 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 small branch offices you may want to wait until next year for the release we're codenaming corona to actually add in some of that zone configuration work because that will actually introduce a function called the satellite server which will let me put all of my content and all of my zenworks functions on site without without requiring multiple zones okay so really what it, i guess the difference is if i've got that central location with a bunch of remote branches that i'd want to treat as zones that they each had so many people at them we want to treat them as a separate zone that's where i might want to wait until this next release yeah. but if it was just a small remote site five or ten users like you park city office yeah i we could just put a content distribution point point out there exactly right okay cool so uh, i know we've got a good product here for the largest customers who are in that environment where they have many many small branch offices take zenworks configuration management as it is today kick the tires learn the architecture by the time you've gone through any any type of approval and learning you'll be ready to deploy the next version cool now how about entitlement good question we've been looking at entitlement for a long time and 
I've got some exclusives for you, Aaron. Okay. Okay. First things, Zenworks desktop management customers. Okay, just the desktop, yep. not the suite. And Zenworks suite customers. Okay. If you have upgrade protection or maintenance on either of those two products, you are entitled to the standard edition of Zenworks configuration management. Okay. Next one, this is the exclusive. If you have purchased the Novell Open Workgroup Suite. Okay. With upgrade protection or maintenance, you are also entitled to the standard edition. Oh, cool. So wow. for those customers who have either you know, bought Zenworks directly as part of either the standalone desktop management or the suite product, or they've gone in via the workgroup bundle, which is fantastic value, they basically get in on the uh, Zenworks configuration management standard edition. Okay. If they want to upgrade to either the advanced edition with the patch licenses included or the Wi-Fi and USB management, or they go to the enterprise edition, then that's an additional fee. Okay. But it is uh, just an upgrade charge. Yeah, it's an upgrade charge at that point. Okay. So I think the workgroup customers, the, you know, the Novell Open Workgroup Suite customers, will be pretty pleased with that announcement. Cool. Okay, Martin, since we're talking about a product that's shipping as of now, I want to hear what's next. So we've mentioned a couple times that there's this new enterprise version that you guys are working on for the next year that will allow cross-zone communication. What else is happening? What about Linux support or any other cool new things you're working on? So let's go back right to the start of the interview where we talked about the enterprise edition of Zenworks 10 configuration management. I mentioned that included handheld management and Zenworks Linux management. One of the things we're doing in the next year, in 2008, is bringing both of those products into the same management architecture. Okay. So next year, this is the, uh, the first major release on our roadmap for this new architecture, we will have one database. It hooks into Identity Store, which is pretty open, eDirectory, Active Directory, or long-term, any LDAP store. Cross-platform, very efficient on the wire in terms of the web services communication, and at that point next year, you can manage Windows or Linux, desktops or servers or handheld devices from the same point. Oh, cool. And, you know, you know Zenworks Linux management is very comprehensive in the Linux management capabilities. You know Zenworks configuration management is very capable on the Windows side. You know, bring those together. We have a very, very strong offering for any customer. It's scalable. It's secure. It's efficient on the bandwidth. Manages Linux and Windows, desktop and server scales phenomenally well i think we've got a winner there cool but today if you're just looking at the windows only side of that again real strong product and again another winner from novell excellent well hey martin thanks a lot for taking time to sit down and chat with us today hey, it's about good this. to see you guys and uh, just for the note erin was driving the deck all the way through this <laughs> That's great to learn about the new architecture of Zenworks Configuration Management. Yeah, it's cool to hear that from Martin. This product's been in development for a long time. I've been talking about it at BrainShares forever, so has Martin. It's really good to see this thing ship and be available to customers. Yeah. And that's it for this show. Novell Open Audio is brought to you by Novell Users International in conjunction with Novell Incorporated. Remember that most of our content is directed by you, our listening audience. So please send us requests and comments at novell.com slash openaudio or sending us email at openaudio at novell.com. Thanks a lot. That's it for this time. See you next time.